The following audio content is a talk given at the Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. My name is Brian Petermeyer. I work for Young Life uh, in Northeast Seattle, so I live right over here. Um, I was an intern at the Inn uh, in 2009, 2010, um, and so uh, I love this place. I love you guys. I love um, being able to work with uh, students with Young Life and college students specifically. Um, so I'm excited to be here. Um, and I will say I'm excited to be here because, um, I mean, hopefully you guys get something out of what I say, but I, I feel like most of the time when I get asked to speak, I feel like it's mostly for me because I get to go through this process of reading the same passage over and over and over again and kind of trying to figure out what God has it for, has it for, for me. And so um, I'm excited because I'm going to, I've learned something, and I'm going to learn something, and I hope that you guys take something away, um, and I trust that you will, um, but I don't really know exactly what that will be for each one of you, so um, I'm excited to be here, um, but I will tell you that there's an inner, um, there's inner tension in me when I get asked to speak because growing up, whenever I heard people talk, it was like, you'd hear people, that you'd go, at least I would, I would say, oh my gosh, that was so good. They, I've never, if you read the Bible, I've never read that passage like that before. That was so cool. Uh, what's their name? It's so awesome. And I remember always being like, I wish that someday someone might, might think that of me. And so 10 years later or so, here I am thinking the exact same thing. Like, I wonder what I could say, like read through this. Like, what could I say that when they'd leave, they'd go, wow, Brian is really good at doing that speaking thing <laughs> he's got this like theological mind and he's so connected with with god all the time i wish i could be like that someday and so there's this inner tension in me where i want to have i want where i want you guys to leave like that um that's the inner that's 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 kind of the sin in me just just to just to get it all out there that's that's my own insecurities coming through um so i'm sitting here reading through this passage for a good couple weeks uh that's probably a little generous. A week and a half. And trying to figure out what God has in it for me. And, um, and that maybe as I talk about it, God would have something for you. Um, but I really, like, when I'm up right now, like, this is, this is all for me. <laughs> God, this is all for me as far as I'm concerned. Um, but because God is good, because God is good, it's going to be for you. Um, so... Didn't know that was funny. Um, so anyway, I just want to put that out there. Um, I'm excited to be here, and uh, this is this is uh, this is a fun time. So anyway, uh, I just got married, by the way, too. My wife here is Laura. She's over there. Good round of applause. Uh, I just told you that because I just wanted to tell you. Um, there's no personal story. There's no, like, application. Just wanted to tell you, my wife's here. It's pretty exciting. Um, maybe it'll tie in at some point. I don't know, but I'm not playing on it at this point. Sorry. Um, but uh, if you say hi. I, yeah. You don't have to say hi. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this passage for you guys, and I want you guys to, to listen for a couple things as I read it. One, for th- something that stands out to you. Um, if anything is odd, and um, something that stands out, something that might seem a little odd, 
Um, and that's, a bit, that's all I'm going to ask. So with those two things in mind, listen. And later on, I'm going to ask you guys what you think. And I'm actually not going to move on until a few people share. So we might sit here for a long time. Shoot. Um, sorry, a little t- time late. Um, but uh, so anyway, listen in because it's a little warm. It's summer. It's 7 o'clock. When I was in college, 7 o'clock was sleep time. Like, I was good from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 4 a.m., but for, for whatever reason, 7 p.m., I, like, couldn't get any work done, so I would study, study, study. 7 o'clock, I would sleep or just, like, watch TV. Even if I was cramming, I would just watch TV and stop. I wouldn't even try because this is sleep time for me. So I don't know what, what sleep time is for you guys where you're just totally unproductive, but this is my time in college, um, so I'm going to try and keep you guys awake. Um, okay, let me pray first. I'm going to read this. Jesus, thank you for this time to be together uh, in this beautiful weather, Um, and I pray that as you have used this passage in my heart, that you would use it in uh, these students' hearts, and this would be about you and not about me, and uh, you'd use me, and uh, uh, so God, give us us to you and pray in your name. Amen. Okay. This is Luke 18. Can we turn the lights on? Thank you. Um, perfect. Um, so this is Luke 18. This is, uh, this is a story, um, I will say, if you guys have been coming to the end, they've been asking questions each week and engaging a question that Jesus asks, asks in the Bible. And we're going to look at those questions. So we're going to do the same thing this week. Um, and, uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, bunch of different questions we've been going over with different topics and everything. So, um, so this, this is, uh, the story of, the blind beggar and him receiving sight. Um, so in this, Jesus is walking with a big crowd, his disciples. Um, he's going, he's walking to Jerusalem, basically to die. He's going to Jerusalem where he's going to be crucified. So um, he's on that walk and they're going through Jericho at this point. Um, and he's got a big crowd around him. Uh, they say he's probably teaching something because people are huddled pretty close um, so he's probably teaching, saying something that's significant, I'm sure. Um, so uh, that's kind of the scene. Um, so it says here in verse 35, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Uh, he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who, led, those who led this group rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want, from, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. So, Jesus is walking into town. He's got a big crowd. Some guy yells at him, Jesus, have mercy on me. Kind of, I don't know, we don't know if he heard it or not, but he keeps walking, and people are saying, hey, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, we're trying to listen here. Like, this is the inner circle kind of walking, kind of like, if he's, you know, if he's the, the, the stand right here, this is Jesus. Okay, this is Jesus here. I'm one of the guys that's trying to get a piece of what he's saying. So I'm, I'm walking here, kind of like, 
Like if, if, if he's working this way, I'm behind him, so I already can't really hear him, right? So they're all trying to hear. Someone's over here, uh, Mitchell. Mitchell is over here yelling. Uh, one back. Uh, oh, one, oh, wait, one back. Uh, okay, Mitchell. Hey, shut up. Shut up. Like, we're... I'm trying to listen. I want to see. And then again, and then even louder, he cries out this time. Really get into it. Same thing. Really get into it. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, Jesus, that was perfect. Jesus sits here. He's standing. Jesus standing here. Orders. Have that man, uh, stops. Order the man to be brought to him. You don't have to come. Brings him to him and, and sits there. Actually, I, t- I like, come here. Jesus, I imagine them, he, him kind of, oh yeah, good, good, good. Why? So Jesus brings him up, or come to me, he's standing there, blind. Okay, time out. If you want to do a blind face, cross your eyes and look up. I hope this isn't offensive. Okay, so he's blind, and uh, so Jesus orders him to come here, come to, come to him. And he stops. So everyone, he's walking through Jericho to get to Jerusalem. Okay? He knows he's going to die. And he stops. Because this man had just yelled out, desperation. And Jesus comes and says, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. Receive your sight. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And uh, immediately, immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they praised God. Exactly. Thank you, Mitchell. Okay. Um, so he said, I'll give him a round of applause. I didn't, I didn't prep him or anything. Mitchell's that good on his feet. Um, so, but I, I can't get over the fact that he's just, on, like, he's on his way going. And he stopped for this guy. And he yelled out and yelled out even louder. Um, this guy, we, we're, we're going to call him Bartimaeus because we're pretty sure it's Bartimaeus. In the other Gospels, it's a blind Bartimaeus. So I'm just going to call him Bartimaeus just to give him a name. Um, he's desperate to get a, to get a, a chance to, to, to be with Jesus or to see Jesus. He sees him coming by and and. Yeah, hey, what's the, what's the commotion, right? He doesn't know. What's the commotion? Oh, she is in Nazareth. He's passing by. And then, and then he yells, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. Um, and Jesus doesn't, maybe doesn't, maybe he hears, maybe he doesn't, but he, has, but he yells again even louder in, in desperation. And when I was reading this and, and trying to figure out what, what does God have in this for me? And what, 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 is this, what does he have for me? Um, one thing I noticed was how desperate uh, Bartimaeus is to get, to get to get in front of Jesus, really, and um, he doesn't have a lot going for him. He's he's blind. He's on the road. People people had a, in the Bible. He's he's named Bartimaeus in Mark at least. So for the for the people writing the Bible and writing these 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 stories, they knew him enough to know his name, a blind man. So he must have been around enough that they knew his name, which means he was sitting on the street all day, all the time. And he was, he was desperate to, to be with Jesus. 
And when he got in front of him, Jesus responded and asked him, what do you want me to do for you? A question that he asks all of us, really. What do you want me to do for you? Um, so we're going to keep going to this. Um, but before we do, I want to hear three things that stood out to you. I'm going to ask three things that stood out and then three things that were kind of odd. Okay, so three things. We're not going to move on to the next one until we get three people to say something. So just know we're all in this together. All in this together. Three things. Anyone? One thing that stood out. Just anything that stood out. There's no wrong answer. One thing that stood out. Yeah, Jake. Blind man had one opportunity for Jesus to pass by, and he took it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Mitchell. He, but he asked him specifically what he wanted Jesus to do for him. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, people in the, in the crowd scolded him, were kind of mad, saying, hey, stop, stop yelling. Those three things stood out to you guys. Awesome. Okay, what are three things that you thought were kind of odd about that story? Or kind of like, oh, why did they respond like that? Or why? The things that were a little odd. Yeah. Why didn't he stop the first time? Great. Yeah. His faith saved him. Good. One more. So close. Yeah. Yeah, he asked God to have mercy on him and didn't feel like he was entitled to Heal, being healed or something like that? Is that right? Yeah. Great. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys caught some of those. I'm glad you caught those things. Um, the, question of why, the question of why didn't God stop the first time is a really good question. And one that I, as I sit here and kind of was like, when I first picked the question, I thought it was going to be a really easy one to talk about because I was like, oh, great. Like, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asks. We all ask God to do stuff. We all, ask, we all pray. We all ask God for things. This will be really easy. I'll just talk about how can we pray for things. And I won't have to plan. I can, like, hang out during the summer. It'll be great. And I sat down, and I was like, this is not it. There is, this is not it. For whatever reason, it just didn't feel right. Um, and so, but as I kept reading, it was like, why doesn't he stop the first time? Why does it take two, two yells from Bartimaeus for, for Jesus to stop? Um, and I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, and it kind of bothers me, but kind of doesn't because half the Bible, no, more than half the Bible I don't understand. But, um, but God still reveals stuff to us anyway. Um, so what I, what, I, what I want you guys to know is that or to, what I want you to see in this is that Jesus stopped after he stopped for Bartimaeus, who was desperate, who's desperate, and Jesus is Jesus is desperate as well for a relationship with us. And some of us here are probably like, I already have a relationship with Jesus, like I did the accept him into my heart. I prayed, or I went to Young Life Camp, or went to church camp, and I have Jesus in my heart. And I, I go to the end, so I'm kind of good, um, and feel like I feel like I've filled the spiritual side of my life. Filled, but I still have other stuff, but like spiritual stuff's there. Um, but he's 
he's desperate. He stopped for a desperate guy. And, um, and when I, when I, when I read this, I see, I see Jesus stopping and asking us, what do I, what, what do you want me to do for you? And I think he asks all us that question all the time. But do you know what I do? Most of the time, I am on the side of the street. Maybe I hear, if I hear Jesus, if, if this were to be a real life story in my life and to, to be an accurate picture of what my life looks like, if Jesus were to walk by and I'd be like, and I'm blind, I'm like, hey, who's that? And they're like, it's Jesus. I'd be like, oh, hey, Jesus. Over here. No, nothing. All right. Well, oh, well, what's next? And that's, that's, what, that's what my life would look like. That, that's what I would do. If I was Bartimaeus, I'd give one holler, hey, Jesus, I need help, baby, or I need you, or don't you see me, or are you real? I thought you were real. I, I know you're real, maybe. Maybe you know he's real, but one shout, and it's like, no, nothing. Jesus keeps walking. But it's that second time where Bartimaeus cries out even louder. And I was reading some commentary. It talked about, it, it said, like, a, it, he cried out. And I just think of, like, just this desperate, like, screeching cry that's like, ah, painful in your ears. It's so piercingly loud and desperate. And Bartimaeus desperately cries out. And um, in that moment when he cries out desperately, Jesus brings him to him. And, has, and Bartimaeus has an encounter with Jesus. And we, I think we encounter Jesus, we experience Jesus when we cry out desperately. I think that's, I think that's really a real description of what our life is, what our life is. And when we pursue Jesus, we cry out. I think he meets us there. And he asks us, what do we want him to do for him? And Bartimaeus knew he knew what he knew that he was desperate. He was blind. We're not blind. We may know people that are blind. We might have relatives that are blind. So you might have some a better idea of what what it means to be blind in this world. Um, but he knew exactly what his need was. And I feel like there's a lot of times that we don't know what our need is. You guys go to school. Maybe you have parents that are great. Maybe you have money. Maybe you don't have money, but you're like, whatever. Or, or maybe you don't have a family that cares for you. Or maybe there, we all have these different things in our lives. But we, I think we can often get in times where like, I don't really need Jesus. Like one cry is good enough for me. I, he should probably hear me or I've known him long enough. We have like a relationship. But, uh, but Bartimaeus knew his need and he knew it directly. He went to Jesus and, and desperately pursued him and asked directly for what he needed and he knew what his need was. What is, what is your need? What each, each individual, what is your need? I'm to give you 30 seconds to sit there and rack your brain and figure out what, your, what is your need. I'm not going to ask you to say it, so I'm not, but just think. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think, right? Now, we all have a need. And Jesus wants to, wants to engage that need that we have. He wants to engage it. And he wants, he, he's a desperate God, and he wants to have a relationship with you. And this, this is, the, the, the passage right before this, the, the blind beggar, 
uh, it says Jesus predicts his death. It says Jesus took the 12 aside and told them, we are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. Jesus will be handed to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. And on the third day, he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of what this meant uh, because the meaning was hidden from them. And they did not know what he was talking about. Okay, so Jesus was Jesus knew on his, on his path where he knew he was going to be crucified, to die for us. And on his way, he stopped to, to talk to Bartimaeus, a desperate dart Bartimaeus. Jesus wants to be, wants to engage our needs. But if we don't cry out to him, he will not. <coughs> He will respond to us when we are when we cry out in desperation. When we die, we tell him we need we need when we tell Jesus we need him, he will respond, and he will ask each one of us. He does ask each one of us, "What do you want me to do for you?" And that's when we have an opportunity to tell him exactly what we need. We often get in these ruts, especially during the school year when things are busy. We go, "I don't really need Jesus." There, it's kind of annoying to need Jesus right now. Kind of. It's kind of easy if I just do myself. Do I'm going to do me, and uh, and that's when we kind of give like, "Hey, Jesus, that's doing me." Hey, I'm over here, and Jesus keeps going. When we cry out desperately, Jesus stops. He calls. He calls us over to him. Each one of us, like Mitchell came up. That's not just Bartimaeus. That's each one of us. That's you. He calls you over and says, "What do you want me to do for you?" And when we know our needs, we, when we know our needs, we can tell Jesus exactly what we need to be, what we need. And just like Bartimaeus knew exactly what he needed. And then he says, Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. Do you believe? Do you believe this? Do you believe Jesus wants to heal you? Do you believe he, want, he is desperate for a relationship with you? To be a deep, intimate relationship that is full of life and full of uh, fun and laughter and adventure. Do you believe that's for you? Do you believe that that will be true? He says, your faith has healed you. And what, what I really love about this is that immediately after he received sight, he followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. So Bartimaeus, we're all becoming a part of the story now. You guys are all in the crowd. Bartimaeus comes and I say, I heal him. Your faith has healed you. And all of a sudden, every single one of you sees Bartimaeus, Mitchell, get healed. You guys all know Mitchell, because Mitchell is, a, is an eyesore in the community. Sorry. You're not. But in the story, Bartimaeus is an eyesore, and you guys all know him. He's Bartimaeus. He'd probably do one of these around him, or like cut the corner. And when you see that he's, he has sight all of a sudden, you guys are all like, whoa, I know Bartimaeus. I've walked around that guy for years, and he was healed I saw Jesus walk by. He was healed. Praise, praise God. And, and people join in praising Jesus for that. And um, that's the opportunity we have in, in this is, that's a whole other thing, but in community, when you guys are with people and, and, uh, and praying and uh, sharing your life with each other, you guys learn what that looks like. Hopefully you learn soon. And, and as you continue to follow Jesus and do it with people, you'll learn what it looks like to share your life. Um, and praise God, I've got a few friends here that, um, that I meet with and spend time with, and, 
as we share life together and share the needs that we have and pray together, and we see God answer prayers, we get to praise God in those moments. And so it's not just like, oh, God healed, did something in my life. Like, yes, like, thanks God, praise God. Like, it's just one way, but it's all of a sudden, it's like, I've told these people, and when God answers a prayer, it's like, it's like a root to a tree. It's not just one root, which would be me. It's, it's a bunch of roots. And um, you guys, this whole, this whole community that's on these streets now is a root to the tree, of, uh, to the tree that sees that God healed Bartimaeus. God is desperate for a relationship with you. He wants us to cry out desperately for him. And he wants us to know our need and uh, to tell him what our need is. And when we go desperately and, and tell Jesus what our need is, he will respond and uh, we will praise God. And I say we because as a community of people in, in Seattle, we will praise God for the way he has moved in each other's lives. Um, and uh, and this, is, this is for me. What is, this, what is this like for me to go to Jesus desperately? How often do I get stuck in this rut of like, I, I like read the Bible and I like journal and I read some books and I feel like I'm good, but that's, I'm, hey, Jesus, hey, I'm over here. No, a cry, a desperate cry. Um, that's, what, that's what God has for us is a desperate relationship. And he wants us to be desperate for him. So let me pray, and we'll continue to worship through song. Jesus, thank you for uh, your love for us and how desperate you are for a relationship with us. And uh, that you died on the cross, that you came, sent your son, died on the cross uh, for us to live uh, a life that's to the full. And uh, that you are desperate for us. And that you call us and say, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, we thank you for that. And uh, I pray that you would bless each one of us as we go and uh, that we would somehow have a better understanding of your love for us and, and how to engage that, that question, how that fits into our lives as, um, as in the places that we are in college or post-college, whatever it is, Lord. So uh, we pray for this night and pray that you would uh, use this in our lives. Praise in your name. Amen.